0: Thank you for joining us and welcome back beyond the bandwagon. I am Elias. With me today and every podcasting day is Kyla. It is bright and early. It is. Friday, October 11th. First off, don't forget to send us your lineup questions and concerns on Twitter and Instagram at BTBW Podcast. We have a ton to talk about today, but bef- before we get to our week six updates and predictions, we'll first recap what was, at least for me, a very dismal week yes, five.
1: It was. Very bad for you, but for me, my team actually did really well this week. I had the best week of the season so far, but I still lost. I lost my game 165 to 183. I would have beaten any other person.
0: Except for Bethany.
1: Except for Bethany. Cuckoo for Juju. (laughs) Who I was playing because they had the performance of their lives. People on her team did. (laughs) Uh, My week started on Thursday. With Goff and Lockett, I kept Brandon Cooks on the bench, which is a good choice Mm because unfortunately, he ended up getting injured. Um, But those two guys, they each scored almost exactly what they were projected to score. So I was satisfied with the start. From there, I had a ton of players in the early games. Tyler Eifert was a risk that did not pay off for me. (laughs) He finished with only 2.4 points.
0: It's the nature of, of tight ends right now the the tight end pool on the on the wire is just barren yeah there's nobody to pick up yeah nobody out there
1: i um yeah my other tight end on my roster was delaney walker who i did end up re-adding to my roster because i panicked and i (laughs) (laughs) wanted another tight end and he finished with even less than that so i mean i did make the right choice of the two i guess whatever
0: (laughs) still kind of a wash but you got two more points than you would have
1: yeah uh Tennessee's defense did not lay an egg for me, but they finished with only seven points, which I mean isn't terrible for a defense, but compared to the 35 that Philadelphia scored against me, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um James Connor also wasn't terrible, but finished below projection with eleven and a half points. My two reliable guys every week, Chris Godwin, Dalma Cook, they both had good days. And then the excitement happened from here. I went into the midday games with Aaron Jones and Robbie Gold left to play. I was down and I was projected to lose. But not out. (laughs) (laughs) But I was okay with it because Bethany had Dak and Amari on her team. So I thought either I was going to win or the Cowboys was going to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it never crossed my mind that I would lose and they would also lose. But that is what happened. So it looked okay for me to start with. Bethany started talking shit to me already at this point, oh, too. No, did she I really? have to mention this. Yes. She sent me a text with a picture of the score and like what the projections were. And I was like, listen, it ain't over till it's over.
0: Be money, throwing some garbage out there. <laughs> I like it.
1: Uh, Bethany also happens to be Elias's wife that we're talking about and my friend, but anyway,
0: (laughs) (laughs) two and three cuckoo for
1: Juju. She's making a run. She is. She's coming up. But, um, so like I said, I had Aaron Jones, she had Dak and Amari. It started off in my favor, which was unfortunate for the Cowboys. Aaron Jones just ran rampant on the Dallas defense. He really exposed their rushing defense. Um, he finished the game with 182 total yards and four touchdowns, which is amazing. He scored the only touchdowns for Green Bay. Um, but even that didn't push me over the top because Dak and Amari ended up scoring a combined 65 points together. Amari had a 227 yards to finish that game, I think, which is great. Happy for him. I mean, I love the Cowboys, but... Didn't help you
0: out fantasy-wise. You
1: need to win your game if you're going to make me lose my fantasy game. That's how I feel about it. Um, So I went into Monday needing a miracle again, and all I had left was Robbie Gould, and I was down 27 points. (laughs) So I looked it up what the highest scoring total for a kicker was in a single game.
0: I think I can guess it, if, if you give me a chance. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I think it was Rob Baronas. I want to say it was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I remember this. <laughs> it's su- super nerdy. Yeah. Surprisingly. But I picked up Rob Barones, uh one random week. It might even have been a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And he kicked me. I think he might have scored more than maybe like all of my players except for one.
1: Really? <laughs> Well, you're probably right. I would have to look it up. Yeah, because he did score 29 points, which is amazing for a kicker. So when I saw that, I thought to myself, so you're telling me there's a chance? Well... One in a million. (laughs) There wasn't. And now I'm 3-2, and and I have fallen to fourth overall. But, fun fact... I did notice that I have surpassed you in total points scored so far this season.
0: Well, you scored twice as many points as me <laughs> th- this this week, so there's a good reason for that. That helps. I got trounced 149 to 77, and I have a wide receiver problem yeah. that is trending down. You do. Uh, you do. <laughs> I got four total points uh, for my two starting receivers— Typically, right after this segment, we do a winners and losers segment. I'm going to go ahead and do my loser now, and my loser is Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. Mike Evans got me zero catches, zero (laughs) points on three (laughs) targets. The Saints defense seems to have shifted gears a little bit over the last couple weeks. Lattimore, all of a sudden, must be a corner to fear. He was grading it to Cowboys Mm -hmm. the week before, and now he just shut down Mike Evans. Yeah only three targets they weren't even really even looking his direction. Yeah. The bucks are extremely confusing. Chris Godwin is now <laughs> masquerading yeah. as this number 2 guy, but he's clearly the number 1 receiver. Clearly. He is
1: And he's on my team.
0: And he is at the very <laughs> least in the top 3 in fantasy for receivers.
1: Yeah, he's up there.
0: The other receiver of mine who I cherish was odell beckham odell beckham two (laughs) catches for 27 yards 15 yards on the ground and a fumble he made sure he added that in for me (laughs) odell has a double digit fantasy week has had a double digit fantasy week only twice through five games he got approximately a third of his receptions and nearly half of his yards in one game which was the dud of a game on monday night against (laughs) the jets (laughs) I still have to start him. Looking at my roster, we'll talk about what we're gonna do this upcoming week later. But I still have to start him.
1: I like how he uh, threw the fumble in there just to make sure he didn't get any points.
0: <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I mean he could have got you know six points something, but no, just just four points something. <laughs> um, he plays the Browns play the Seahawks uh-huh. this week. After that, they have a bye, and then after that they face New England and Denver. Yeah. So depending on what he does this week, when they come out of the bye, Odell might be on my bench for a while. But then again, with Golden Tate doing what he did last night in the in the Thursday game against New England. That's true. Twenty one points, maybe I should should uh, have the light bulb just go off at a line. (laughs) Expression. (laughs) And uh, you were talking about reliable guys, Cooper Cup 24 points in my flex, really the lone bright spot on my team. Matt Ryan was also a bright spot, Mm -hmm. but he was on my bench. (laughs) 39 points. I started Lamar Jackson, who only got 13. He got 70 yards on the ground, but he threw three interceptions, was sort of offset Mm -hmm. the success that he had through the air, which was minimal. Mark Ingram, 12 points. You're talking about LaShawn McCoy. I started Damian Williams instead of Carlos Hyde. I lost six and a half points by doing that. And you know, there's Jimmy Graham, three catches for 41 yards. As we talked about, the Titan scene is not what it once was. Yeah. And I looked it up, by the way. Most (laughs) field goals in a game. I just I've just pulled it up.
1: Got to slip this in.
0: Rob Baronis, Tennessee Titans kicker, converted. Eight field goals in a 38 to 36 win over the Houston Texans on October 21st, 2007. Uh-huh. He converted from 52, 25, 21, 30,
1: 28, 43, 29, and 29. Wow. That is And I about that
0: week, and it was amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were right about something this week. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> well done, Kyla. <laughs>
1: Uh, so you, I believe this knife is yours. I'm going to
0: pull it <laughs> out of my back here, real quick.
1: So, uh, I will. You did your loser of the week already, so I'll start with mine. A guy on my roster, LaShawn McCoy, who I have loved up until this point, but he was such a disappointment this week. Luckily, I didn't start him because he finished with an abysmal 1.3 points. He caught two passes for 23 yards and had one fumble. So the Chiefs, shockingly, really couldn't get anything going in the run game. So I don't know if it was that or just the return of Damian Williams that hurt him. It's hard to say, but I guess time will tell.
0: Right. (laughs) On the opposite end of the spectrum, Teddy Bridgewater, Mm -hmm. 26 for 34. For 314 yards and four TDs against just one pick, only six total passing TDs on the season, and he got four of them this week. So that shows what he'd been doing prior to Week Five. For our w- waiver wire ads of the week, he was on there. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, a, a gold star for him. Yeah, a a winner this week. Mm-hmm. Good for Teddy.
1: I uh, have I've always been a Teddy Bridgewater fan. Seems like a really nice guy, and he has really overcome a really serious knee injury. To so to see him come back and and be able to play and help the Saints win in the absence of Drew Brees, it's really it's really nice to see.
0: For sure, it's somebody you root for.
1: Yeah, my winner of the week also a quarterback, which is interesting because up until this point, I don't think we've picked quarterbacks to be our winners of the week. Uh, Deshaun Watson who completely obliterated the Atlanta defense. He finished this game with 426 passing yards, 47 rushing yards, and five touchdowns. He threw no interceptions. In our league, that translated to 53.7 points, which is pretty incredible and I think the highest score in our league for the week. And also another guy who has been through a lot. He's torn his ACL twice in the last five years. So to see him be able to play at that level still is pretty great.
0: The Falcons seem to be the secondary to pick on now. Uh huh. Keanu Neal is out for the year. The safety, he was out last season as well. Yeah. I did not see this coming from the Falcons. <laughs> I had them as one of my playoff teams yeah. to begin the year when we did predictions and they can't really run the ball either. It's just Matt Ryan and if Matt Ryan doesn't throw him to a win, mm-hmm. then it's not going to happen. One, right. in, 1 and 4. I would not have thought they were going to be 1 and 4.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that either. Usually they're competitive at least, so it's really surprising that they are. I kept picking, I do a pick 'em league and I kept picking Atlanta the first few weeks to win and they just didn't. And screwing like, you over. Yeah. Like you're really This is really hard to pick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on. Notable injuries this week. Apparently, Alvin Kamara was added to the injury report on Thursday with an ankle injury. As of now, he is still likely to play. Brandon Cooks got injured in Thursday night football last week with a concussion. He resumed practicing on Wednesday this week and is expected to play. Todd Gurley was also added to the injury report with a quad injury. He is currently listed as questionable, but his status is very much up in the air. He did not practice on Wednesday. So if he sits, Malcolm Brown would definitely be a good fill-in.
0: It's very concerning. Yeah. And and as I said, it is Friday morning. A lot more news about who's going to play and not play is going to come out later Mm -hmm. today be sure to check your lineups Mm -hmm. more injuries david johnson his back has been tightening tightening up (laughs) he is listed as questionable did not practice thursday chase edmonds would be the guy to pick up for the cardinals if you wanted to fill in there Mm -hmm. chris carson the back for seattle shoulder injury was added to the injury report on thursday but should play moving on to the ravens portion of your program (laughs) hollywood brown has an ankle injury it they were saying earlier on in the week that it wasn't anything to worry about and now he hasn't practiced Wednesday and Thursday. So maybe it is something to worry about.
1: It seems like something to worry about.
0: Something you probably shouldn't worry about. Mark Andrews shoulder. He's been dealing with foot ailments most of the season, but he practiced Thursday and he typically has set out at least one day of practice every week. Mm -hmm. It seems like.
1: Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's practiced much at all this year.
0: He should play fire him up.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, Sammy Watkins suffered a hamstring injury. He did not practice again on Thursday. He is trending toward not playing. And sticking with the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes was injured in the game, kind of limping around, um, but he is no longer listed on the injury report. Christian McCaffrey also was listed earlier this week with a back injury. He's been upgraded to full. His... uh. Somersault touchdown probably didn't help his case there with his back injury. Probably doesn't
0: help you if, <laughs> if you're if your back hurts, you know, yeah. flipping into the end zone. There's Julio Jones. He has a hip hip issue. He's questionable, did not practice Thursday. Then there's Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. He has a groin strain of some sort. If there was any injury with Gardner Minshew, you'd have to assume it was gonna be a groin. <laughs> He's listed He's listed as questionable. He was added to the injury report Thursday, dealing with soreness, but mustache mania will continue <laughs> in week six. Mason Rudolph, concussion protocol. They're now saying that he will play quarterback for the Steelers. He got destroyed yeah. by Earl Thomas in the Ravens game. He was clearly unconscious before he even touched the ground. Wow. And now the Steelers are saying that he might play. They had to actually unscrew his face mask jeez, off of his helmet. And then he was helped off the field because the cart. Did you see this? I did not see it. The no, cart I didn't see it. wouldn't drive off the field. Really? They brought the cart out. They were going to lay him down. And then it it wouldn't drive off the field, so oh they had to gosh. get a couple of guys come out there and pick him up. He's got his arm around you know each guy, and they're carrying him off. He's he doesn't know where he is. He's like Daffy Duck in, in Space Jam.
1: Oh my god! Where he's like
0: you know I want to stay home and bake cookies with you. <laughs> like he has no idea where he is, and they can't even get the cart for him. It was such a debacle, Jeez. and now he's gonna potentially play because this Devlin Hodges character nobody knows who that is.
1: And- How on earth though has he actually can? Cleared the concussion protocol after something like that.
0: I don't know. The helmet hit him right in the chin. Wow. Previously injured guys, Tyreek Hill, uh, he participated in Wednesday's practice, likely to return in week six. He's been out since week one with a clavicle injury. Sam Darnold has finally gotten over his bout with mono. Mm -hmm. He's going to play for the Jets. And what could be the biggest a uh, Person out, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. this week, if Todd Gurley doesn't play, Devontae Adams, turf toe, he's not practicing. He says, it doesn't feel how I want it to feel at the moment. So the Packers very easily could be without their number one receiver.
1: Yeah, at which, I mean, I would kind of hope for that because if he doesn't play, then they might lean on Aaron Jones again. So. Which is
0: a good strategy. If they yeah. can run the ball that well, they should continue to lean on Aaron Jones anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, People who missed Thursday night's game last night, Sterling Shepard with a concussion, Evan Ingram has a sprained MCL, Wayne Gallman also concussion protocol, and Saquon Barkley did not play, although if they had played on Sunday, he may have um, started. It seems like he's pretty close to returning, so he'll probably be in the lineup next week.
0: Right. On Tuesday, we always put out our guys to add from the waiver wire. I'll just run through those names real quick. The previously mentioned Teddy Bridgewater and Gardner Minshew. We had Tevin Coleman, Jameson Crowder, Gerald Everett, Auden Tate, Will Fuller, Didi Westbrook, who I drafted and have since dropped. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should reconsider adding him. I don't know. It seems like DJ Chark is the number one guy, but he
1: is.
0: not a lot out there on the wire. Chris Herndon, tight end for the Jets. And then finally, if Sammy Watkins... Remains out, and if Tyreek Hill manages not to play, receiver for the Chiefs, one of the best names in the business, Byron Pringle. <laughs> Byron Pringle. Don't you dislike saying that? Uh, just Mr. W- Pringle to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just a quick note about Will Fuller, who, I mean, if you don't know, he had an amazing game. Yes, he did. Phil, who is in our league, who recently changed his team name to Cornholio, from phil's legit team which was the generic name that gave. it's from
0: beavis and butthead yes (laughs) (laughs) just in case you didn't know i'm just throwing it out there
1: um he actually dropped christian kirk and picked up will fuller on saturday and put him in his lineup and he had the game of his life incredible yeah anyway moving on
0: it it's kind of like when I picked up Rob Barona's 12 years ago and put him in my lineup. It's kind of like that, right? Yeah. I think, I think they're similar.
1: Kind of like that. It's too bad you haven't done that in 12 years, but, you know. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on to our good and bad match of the week. These guys are guys that we think that they're going to have a really good game based on who they're playing or a bad game based on who they're playing. This first guy, for my good matchup, is a guy who you could probably insert into your lineup. Let's say you have receivers not on a bye, just just guys like Odell Beckham or Mike Evans. You might could put this guy in instead of them. So, it is Michael Gallup.
0: Oh, a cowboy.
1: Of course. Um, Gallup returned last week from a knee injury. There had been some speculation that he may be on snap count, but that wasn't the case. He played 61 of 71 snaps. He finished the game with seven receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown against a pretty solid Green Bay defense. Not only that, he was targeted 14 times, which is a massive amount of targets. Some of that is because Dallas was down and they had to air it out more in the second half, but that still shows the trust that Dak has in him. This week, Dallas faces a Jets defense. It's given up the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers. They allow an average of 260 passing yards a game. The Dallas passing offense ranks fourth while the jets passing defense ranks 21st in the NFL. So it's a great matchup for both Gallup and Amari Cooper. And I feel like you could confidently put him in your lineup this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, two things about that. One being that they're playing the jets and mm-hmm. the jets made Odell and the Browns really <laughs> successful. So that says something about the jets. Yeah. And the second thing you're talking about game flow I do think that factored into all of his targets in the in the past game Mm -hmm. but still it's still one of the top plays of the week Mm -hmm. terrible defense in New York yeah my first good matchup of the week for week six is Alvin Kamara the Saints are playing at Jacksonville surprisingly enough Kamara hasn't cracked 100 yards on the ground yet this season the Jaguars just got torched by Christian McCaffrey for 176 yards on the ground and two touchdowns his backup. Reggie I believe it's Bonafon. I do not know how to pronounce it I
1: don't either I never heard of him
0: but he got 80 yards and a touchdown (laughs) the Panthers just ran all over the Jaguars Chiefs and Texans had their RBs combined for 100 yard games against Jacksonville my prediction is that Kamara will finally reach the 100 yard plateau
1: yeah I I think that's probably a good bit Um, my next good matchup this week who you have this guy on your roster, Carlos Hyde at Kansas City. Hyde faces the Chiefs this week, so this game will likely be one of the highest scoring of the week with you know the um, Texans and the Chiefs, two very prolific offenses. Mm-hmm. In five games, he's gotten more than 15 touches in three of them, with 21 last week. The Chiefs have allowed three 100-yard rushers this season in Marlon Mack, Carry on Johnson and Mark Ingram. And if I remember correctly, they gave up three touchdowns to Mark Ingram.
0: Yes, they did. It was a good week. (laughs) Those were the days, right?
1: The good old days.
0: The good old days, three weeks ago, or whatever it
1: was. (laughs) Um, Josh Jacobs also achieved 99 rushing yards against them, which almost 100 yards. So, I mean, basically four 100-yard rushers. The Chiefs' rushing defense ranks 30th in the NFL And he's the goal line back, so he definitely has touchdown upside. So, if you need a failing guy for the bye week, I'd go with him.
0: Well, per your recommendation, Mm -hmm. Carlos Hyde will be in my lineup this week. Damien Williams on the bench, (laughs) where he should be most likely. It hurts my heart, but still. (laughs) Another good matchup, Larry Fitzgerald. The Cardinals are playing the aforementioned Falcons. Larry hasn't had a huge week since week three. When he caught a touchdown, but even with Christian Kirk, maybe coming back this week, Fitzgerald is ready for a breakout game. The Falcons have allowed the most passing yards to opposing receivers this season. Five out of five weeks. Atlanta has allowed a touchdown to a receiver and three out of five weeks. They've allowed two pass catchers to have double digit fantasy games. Wow. Larry has projected 10.89 points in our league, but if the game flow and everything goes the way you would think it would go, Mm -hmm. 10 seems pretty low. Yeah. I'm hoping for 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good bet as we said the Atlanta defense is pretty not well.
0: <laughs> they are they are unwell. They they are sickly right now. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um moving into our bad matchups, my first one is Jordan Howard at Minnesota. Howard is becoming the lead back in Philly, but this week he's facing a Vikings defense that's allowing an average of 88 rushing yards per game. They're giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs, and that coupled with the fact that Miles Sanders will still get his share of rush attempts and targets, and I think Howard is going to have a down week. So I'd stay away from him if you can.
0: That Vikings D. Yeah. My first bad matchup, Juju Smith-Schuster. These Steelers are at the Chargers. Just like his Steelers teammates, it kind of depends on who's under center. Not that any of the Steelers are necessarily doing great with Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't play Devlin Hodges, I, as I mentioned, I haven't heard of Devlin Hodges. <laughs> neither of you. No. And you at home, neither of you.
1: Yeah.
0: It would be Hodges' first professional start. Juju still hasn't cleared 100 yards receiving in a game this season anyway. The Steelers right now are just simply not a team to bet on.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's really hard because even with James Conner, you would think with the backup quarterback, they would be trying to run the ball more. So you'd think James Conner would be a decent bet, but he's really not. So it's hard because I drafted him with my first pick in the first round, and it's like I – have a hard time sitting him but at this point it's like i almost have to
0: he just means so much to your team yeah and you know i was talking about odell i drafted odell in the second round i did not have the number one overall pick that was tom with patrick mahomes yeah but i did pick saquon Uh barkley i I would say barkley barkley as the number two pick yes which the de facto number one pick after tom (laughs) took pat mahomes but with with Barkley and with Odell, those are my top two guys. Yeah. One's injured and one is doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I am not sure, but I think I may have taken Mike Evans as my third. Yeah. So those are my top three guys.
1: Yeah. And-
0: Cooper Cup is just carrying the load right now. <laughs> like he's he's my team. Him and Lamar. Like, yeah. It's it's frustrating. I I can't complain too much. I'm still four and one. this is my first loss (laughs) but if my team keeps trending like this it's gonna get bad
1: (laughs) um speaking of bad (laughs) (laughs) i shouldn't say that because i like the broncos my next bad matchup is emmanuel sanders versus tennessee
0: hey the broncos are in the win column they are one time yeah one Uh. more than they had
1: (laughs) Denver is traveling to Tennessee this week, whose defense is giving up the 12th fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Their pass defense ranks 10th overall, allowing an average of 220 yards per game and an average of only 15 points a game. Sutton is emerging in Denver's offense, and he got seven targets last week compared to Sanders' one. Granted, that was somewhat contributed to the game flow as Denver was ahead. They were running the ball. Philip Lindsay kept getting first down after first down in the second half. Uh, Sanders does have value, but with the progression of Cortland Sutton and Joe Flacco at the helm, it seems boom or bust to me. So, for those reasons, I'm out.
0: Joe Flacco, the golden boy. He needs to feed Sanders more. He I, does. I would love to see that. Uh, to recap our good and bad matchups. Good matchups: Alvin Kamara, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Gallup, and Carlos Hyde. Our bad matchups, Jordan Howard, Emmanuel Sanders, Juju Smith Schuster, and my final one, which is Baker Mayfield playing against the Seahawks. This is more of a statement on the Browns in general mm-hmm. and not his prospects against the Seahawks just this week. But Mayfield is no longer startable in one quarterback leagues. Yeah. Hasn't topped 20 points all year. He's come close, but he hasn't got to that plateau has thrown double the amount of picks as he's thrown touchdowns. Still a lot of potential there, career-wise and stuff, obviously, but the offensive line right now in in Cleveland is awful. Mm -hmm. They need to focus on running the ball, frankly, and Nick Chubb. This past Monday night, the Browns got decimated by the 49ers, mayfield went eight eight for 22 for just 100 yards and two picks wow seems like he's just running for his life and even when they're not putting the same amount of pressure on him it seems like he feels it yeah he's very shaky in the pocket Yeah. he's running around everywhere he's like a pinball
1: he's traumatized
0: (laughs) what's what it seems like they have a bye like i talked about with odell then they play the patriots broncos and bills those are not secondaries you want to tangle with. Yeah, Mayfield, if you haven't dropped him, at the very least needs to be benched yeah. for the foreseeable future until week 10.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the quick note there, we have a girl in our league who um, is a Browns fan, and she drafted Baker Mayfield. And she, I thought for sure this week she was going to drop him and get a different quarterback. And she did get a different quarterback, but she dropped Daniel Jones instead, and she's just holding out hope. For Baker Mayfield, I think, but she did pick up Teddy Bridgewater, the Wet Willies.
0: Is she starting Teddy? I I just pulled it up. She is starting Teddy. Is so she? at the very least, Baker is on, is the, on the is on the bench.
1: That's good. I do think that he's probably droppable though in a one quarterback league. So.
0: Well, and we're talking about projections and all that. Baker is projected 22 points, and I just said in our league he hasn't gotten 20 points all year. Yeah. Where do some of these projections come from? I just feel like sometimes you really need to use your own head mm-hmm. on the on these decisions. You can't say, "Well, that guy's projected fourteen, and that guy's projected twelve, so I need to start him." Because yeah. it doesn't, it apparently just doesn't matter that much. Odell has only gotten over fourteen points once this entire season. Yeah. He's projected fourteen some odd points in my
1: league, which is amazing because our Chris, Chris, league, <laughs> yeah, because Chris Godwin also projected fourteen points, but he's gone over thirty points twice. And I don't know what the other um, scores are for or 24 points one week. But I feel like that should be more. And I wish it was because it really bothers me when I'm projected to lose my game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as it should. As it, as it should. It bothers me too, even though I'm pretty much like right on par with who I'm projected against. But for some reason, even if it's just like a point one of a point... It it bothers me. Yeah. And you're talking about projections. Julio Jones has projected the most points of any receiver this week. He's projected 18.71. Then Cooper Cup is next. DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. Odell, despite doing nothing this season, is the seventh receiver on this list for projected really? points for this week.
1: That's bullshit. It is. <laughs> but truth, it's also...
0: Truth in projections. Yeah. Th- that's what we need.
1: They... Yeah, because Dalvin Cook has only projected sixteen points, who has gone all but one week. Twenty four was the least that he's gotten, besides the one week of sixteen. But Ezekiel Elliott is projected eighteen and a half, and he hasn't been as good as Dalvin this year. So how does that?
0: With Julio Jones, at least you could say that they're playing the the Cardinals, and yeah. their secondary is terrible. You can kind of understand that projection, but even yeah. Julio is not really you know, blowing the top off of the season so yeah. far.
1: Yeah. Uh, moving on to our game of the week. We chose San Francisco at Los Angeles Rams this week. San Francisco to me is one of those teams where they're they're definitely good. They're better than they've been in recent years, but I'm still not convinced that they are Super Bowl contenders. I'm not convinced that they're the best team in the NFC The best team that they've played so far is Tampa Bay in week one. And I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning, you remember how much shit I talked about Jameis Winston. for throwing three interceptions in that game, which (laughs) Tampa Bay is so volatile to me. Like one week they look really good. The next week Jameis Winston throws 42 interceptions. It's like, (laughs) but you never know if it's because... The defense that they're playing is good, or if it's just because Jameis is Jameis.
0: It is a, a favorite topic of conversation on the <laughs> on the podcast. It's it's a game show. What will Jameis do this week? Spin the wheel. Yeah, you probably are not going to like the result, but yeah. <laughs> he's probably still going to throw to Chris Godwin a lot and not much to Mike Evans. Well,
1: that makes me happy. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Keep doing that. Um, but the Rams will definitely be the biggest test for the 49ers so far. But I'm not even convinced that the Rams are that good. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, they're good, but they're not the team that they were last year.
0: Uh, I think the 49ers showed up up front pretty much. Uh, they they were amazing last week against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Bosa got the NFC Player of the Week award on the defensive side. My guess is the Rams and Coach Sean McVay will counter the 49ers' pass rush with a lot of quick passes to, Coop, to Cup and Brandon Cooks just trying to get the ball out of Jared Goff's hands as quickly as possible mm-hmm. as one would want to do. The 49ers have allowed the least amount of fantasy points to, to RBs this season. The only RB to, to score in double digits was Nick Chubb, and he only got 10.40.
1: Yeah.
0: Conversely, the Rams have allowed five TDs to RBs on the ground, two 100-yard games, and they've only allowed one 100-yard game to a receiver. And wow. that was Chris Godwin. Yeah. That was your guy when he was on the bench.
1: <laughs> he was. I
0: expect the 49ers to try and run the ball, control the clock, keep Goff and company off the field. The same strategy as Cleveland did uh, with with the Rams, but that didn't work out as well mm-hmm. with, with Cleveland. But I expect the 49ers to win if they can run the ball.
1: Yeah, I... I... I think if they can run the ball that they will win, but I feel like the Rams are coming off a loss. They're probably going to hand San Francisco their first loss this week. I think
0: I'm not entirely sure that they can run the ball that effectively either (laughs) against the Rams, but you know, it's a big divisional game. 49ers four and Oh Rams three and two Seahawks are, are mixed in there. They're having a good season as well but I do feel that the 49ers are officially legit if they can beat the Rams on the road.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. So it'll be interesting to see because, uh, the Rams rushing defense only ranks 15 among, you know, the NFL, they allow 106 yards per game. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Moving on to our lineups for week six. I just made a big change. Yeah. Lamar Jackson to the bench. Ooh, Matt Ryan is in the starting lineup. Don't fail me, Matt. Don't fail me, Matt Ryan. (laughs) They both have good matchups, but I feel like with the Ravens playing the Bengals, the Ravens are going to be in a position where Lamar doesn't have to run. And if Lamar doesn't run, then I don't see any reason necessarily to put him in over Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has got more points than him the last two weeks. Yeah, And I've been losing out on those points. I'm just going to go with Matt Ryan. I moved Cooper cup out of my flex position to my starting receivers out of spite. <laughs> it is because I am very dissatisfied with Odell and Mike Evans, but both of them are both, you know, still in my starting lineup. Mike Evans is just in the flex. It was yeah. a bit of a demotion. <laughs> I hope Mike Evans saw my demotion. I hope it, it angers him.
1: I hope I heart his feelings. <laughs>
0: I do. And I, I hope he performs better this week, but Cooper cup, As I said, he has the second highest projection of any receiver this week. So I've got him in there. Mark Ingram, Carlos Hyde into the starting lineup with Damian Williams on the bench. And got Jimmy Graham in there again. (laughs) It's a wash, really, with the tight ends. I've got Vance McDonald on my bench. Not sure either one of them are going to do any better than the other. Saquon's still out. Had Golden Tate on my bench 21 points that he got last night in the Thursday night game. Yeah. Bit of a bummer, but I never would have played him. (laughs) Harrison Butker, the kicker for the chiefs. And then the Carolina defense that I picked up, they are playing in London against the Buccaneers. Hopefully the trip over to Europe will make Jameis very jet lagged. <laughs> he will only remember that Mike Evans is on his team and only throw to him and <laughs> otherwise throw four picks to the Carolina defense. I don't know that why is what I hope for.
1: You have to hope for Mike Evans to get catches at the expense of Chris Godwin. Like he can still get catches too, okay?
0: I wish them both the best. <laughs> Honestly I do, as long as the Carolina defense still can, you know, return a touchdown or something. <laughs>
1: Uh, my starting lineup, bit of a a little bit of a change this week. I got a new quarterback. I picked up Gardner Minshew. Minshew
0: mania. Here we go.
1: <laughs> He's gonna win my game for me this week. He has a good matchup against New Orleans. So hopefully his groin injury won't keep him out. It's just all that charisma, you know. <laughs> I picked him up because I didn't really trust Jared Goff against San Francisco because, as we said, they may be legit. Um so we'll see my receivers so far the same this week Chris Godwin Tyler Lockett running backs Dalvin Cook Aaron Jones of course I have in my tight end spot right now I have Delaney Walker who I'm not super confident in he has had two really really down weeks um I did pick up Gerald Everett off the waiver wire this week um not a great matchup against San Francisco, but I might plug him into my lineup anyway because I think.
0: I was going to say you're going to start Delaney over Gerald.
1: Uh, I, well, that's what I have in that right now, but Ooh, it's six of one, know. half dozen of the other. I feel like. <laughs> oh. So we'll see. I might, uh, I'm gonna do it right now. I'm just going to put Gerald Everett in over Delaney Walker. I'm oh, moving and shaking. So that's my, <laughs> that's my new tight end um that lowers my projection a little bit though which sucks um
0: <laughs> but as we talked about the projections cannot always be believed
1: <laughs> they're made up and they don't matter
0: uh- <laughs> it's like who's laughing anyway the points don't matter
1: <laughs> i'm glad you got that <laughs> um am my flex right now james connor also another tough one but it's I kind of feel like I have to start him, but I do have other good options, which makes this really hard. I got DJ Chark on the bench, who got 34 points last week, and I also have Michael Gallup on my bench, who has a great matchup, who I have recommended to all of you to put in your starting lineups. (laughs) Um, He got 21 points last week. The only other two guys on my bench, LaShawn McCoy, is firmly staying on my bench this week, and Brandon Cooks they're playing San Francisco. So the matchup isn't great. And he is kind of boomer bust at this point. So he's staying on my bench too. And of course I have Robbie gold. I'm glad I don't have Brett Maher anymore. Although, I mean, I love the Cowboys, but he missed two field goals and doesn't get a lot of opportunities. Anyway, it seems like true. I'd like to have Dan Bailey back, but you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tyler Lockett, Uh In front of Chark and Gallup.
1: Right now, yes.
0: Okay. I I don't know exactly which one I would go with either, but (laughs) that's just interesting. That That is a good fantasy conundrum.
1: It is, because Lockett has had one big game. He got 28 points. But for the most part, he gets double digits. So he's pretty consistent. He doesn't get a lot of targets, but his catch percentage is really high he catches most of the passes that are thrown to him mm-hmm. and most of the time catches a touchdown so whereas some of these other guys have really big weeks and then they get five points he generally is pretty consistent but i am considering replacing locket with dj chark against new orleans
0: As long as you keep Chris Godwin in there, I think you'll be all right.
1: Well, I'm definitely keeping Chris Godwin in there. (laughs) He's
0: taking the Godwin show over to the UK.
1: Yes. So I'm going with Tennessee's defense against Denver again this week. There are a lot of options for defense in our league. As two, at least two teams in our league are carrying two defenses on their roster.
0: That's smart. Yeah. I I was hoping to pick out the Bills defense, but I believe it's Jackson. He's kind of stashing them away on – on their buy. He is, yeah. I was disappointed by that.
1: <laughs> so that's going to do it for our starting lineup. So I guess next week we'll recap that and see what I ended up going with. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and give us a review. We will continue to post on our social medias, our weekly waiver wire ads on Tuesdays, and other updates throughout the week. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW podcast and we'll see you next time.
0: So long for now.